Get the little ones, sit back, relax, and listen to the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G for general audiences. And now, Dakota Ring Theater presents the continuing adventures of Canada's greatest superhero, that scourge of the underworld, hunter of those who prey upon the innocent, that marvelous masked mystery man known only as the Red Panda! The Red Panda, mysterious masked marvel, hides his true identity of August Fenwick, one of the city's wealthiest men, in his never-ending battle against the forces of darkness and oppression. Together with his wife and partner, Kit Baxter Fenwick, who joins him in his quest in the guise of the Flying Squirrel, he fights a private war that evildoers everywhere shall know justice at the hands of the Red Panda! This episode, The Home Team. You did what? It won't do much good to get excited about it. How else did you expect me to respond? I thought you'd understand. No, Gus. You didn't think at all. You sure didn't think about me, and you didn't think about what would happen to the city if you hung up your mask and put on a soldier suit. Kit, be honest. If we get through this war, how much longer do you think we have to play hero? It's a young man's game, and we were already eyeing up a stroll into the sunset before Hitler made his move. What in blazes does that have to do with anything? It means I'll have to ride out the next several decades as August Fenwick. What will people think if I hide behind my money and my privilege to keep out of this war? They'll think you're a useless, lazy, cowardly, spoiled brat rich punk. Which is exactly what you've been trying to make them believe for the last ten years or more. Why should today be any different? Because the future of the entire world is at stake. And you're in a better position to fight for that future as a red panda. You have static shoes and, and grapple guns and pockets full of gizmos. In the army, you march off the side of a cliff if they say so. And if you don't, they shoot you themselves. Of course, this may not be the most objective viewpoint. Shut up. Ah, touche. I mean it. Kit, would you really be happy if everyone thought I was a coward? Of course I wouldn't. But I'd know better. And what about our children? Oh, brother. You finally say the word children without stammering or changing the subject, and I'm forced to point out that we don't get to have any if you get your fool head blown off. That's Mother Hen's line. So get it. I can yell at you some more later. Excellent news. Report. I understand. Continue monitoring transmissions and advise by radio ring frequencies if there is any change. Out. Come on. Let's get into character. What is it? Mother Hen reports coded transmissions have been broadcast on the command frequencies of the police band radio. An old friend is requesting that we meet him on the roof. Chief O'Malley? What's he using that old gag for? Perhaps we should ask him. Good evening, Chief O'Malley. For heaven's sake, you don't have to sneak up on a fellow... If we can surprise you in a place where you asked us to come, that's kind of your own fault, isn't it? That's an interesting point. And just what are you grinning at? Don't discourage him. He doesn't get much practice in these days. I know how he feels. I was just enjoying a little mild nostalgia. 
We haven't pulled the secret rooftop meeting routine in a long while. Guess we haven't. You probably enjoy them more than I do. Start as soon as you arrive. I'm getting too old to spend an hour enjoying the January air waiting for you. Then why did you pick tonight for the cloak and dagger routine? Why do you imagine? I don't know who I can trust anymore. Except us. You're enjoying the irony? (laughs) I really am. I have all our old reward posters in my scrapbook. And maybe one day you'll let me live that down. Aim for the stars, Peaches. Many of my best men enlisted months ago. I'm filling the ranks with officers that wanted to retire by now. Some new men that have been promoted much too quickly. We've been having similar problems. And we both miss Detective Parker. Now, don't bother to deny it. You'll only aggravate my ulcer. I hear he's made captain. That's what they tell me. These new men, you don't think they're crooked, do you? No, nothing like that. Not exactly. Swell. Not exactly crooked. Stop putting words into my mouth. You're as bad as those reporters. All I'm saying is that when something came up that felt wrong or didn't make sense, or just needed the kind of attention I'd give it myself if I could, I used to know where to turn. These days, it's just me. Not while we're here. However long that might be. What does that mean? It's an unrelated discussion. I'm not intruding, am I? You are, but I'm begging you to continue. For the record, it was exactly that moment that I realized that you two are married. How did you... 32 years. Man knows. Well, awkward pauses notwithstanding. Yes. Late last night, while you two were breaking up Archangel's little New Year's soiree, someone else threw a coming-out party for our old friend Professor Zombie. Zombie? That diabolical fiend. Wait, how come this didn't make the news? It's not like you boys to hold out when the public is in danger. That's part of the reason I called you. The police aren't handling this investigation. We've been called off. By whom? government agency that either has no name or one they don't think the chief of police needs to know. Swell. So you brought us here to dance with the spooks? Not our usual crowd. It's worse than that, I'm afraid. You have my attention. It's just possible that I'm committing an act of treason by telling you this. The whole matter was classified months ago. Months ago? What is this? I'm afraid I really must insist upon knowing now. Zombie isn't the first villain to go missing. Captain Clockwork was taken over a year ago. Taken? I saw the reports before they were swept under the rug. His cell was breached with high explosives. They say he was carried away by four men who promptly vanished into thin air. And you didn't think to tell us this? I was expressly forbidden to tell you this. Or anyone. Besides, you've never needed me to tell you much before. It never occurred to me that you might be having the same manpower crisis my force is. But after the genie disappeared... The genie? About two months after clockwork... The government men were much quicker to shut us down that time, but not before I'd seen the preliminary reports. That one could only have been an inside job. There was no breakout, no security breach. The genie just... disappeared. Do you still have any of those reports? They were all seized. I don't know what's happening, and I don't know who's responsible. But with this latest escape... If they are escapes... What do you mean? Captain Clockwork. The genie. Professor Zombie. They're all brilliant, but insane... Do you think they could be working for Archangel? None of them are exactly team players, but they may have felt they had little to lose. If they were freed by that Nazi stooge, why is our own government covering it up? It's an interesting question. We'll try and have an answer for you, Chief O'Malley. And don't be such a stranger. I have a feeling that there aren't many people left that any of us can trust. Ah, 
There you are, Mrs. Baxter Fenwick. Weston, we've known each other for quite a while now. Would your head explode if I asked you to just call me Kit? Yes, Mrs. Baxter Fenwick. I'm almost certain that it would. Right. Never mind that, then. Thank you, ma'am. Have you seen the master? No. I was at the Chronicle. I'm just getting in myself. I have not seen him since breakfast, but I am certain that he hasn't left the grounds. All of the cars are accounted for, and no taxicab has called. Why, Weston, you're practically in a lather. I think you used a contraction. The gentleman has been waiting for more than 20 minutes. What gentleman? He is here with the master's orders, Mrs. Baxter Fenwick. His orders? I... Oh, those orders. Yes, ma'am. They didn't waste any time. Don't they usually just mail those? Report to camp so-and-so by such a date? I'm afraid I'm really not certain, ma'am. Perhaps in deference to Mr. Fenwick's station. Swell. Where is he cooling his heels? In the east sitting room. The one with the blue drapes? That is the southeast sitting room, ma'am. The colonel is in the one with the maroon drapes. Got it. Oh, here comes Gus now. You go bring the colonel another cup of whatever you've been stalling him with. Yes, ma'am. Ah, there you are, Kit. And there you are, too. For the moment. Were you able to find anything out from your contacts at the paper? Nada. Nobody's talking. Nobody's even got a clue that anything happened. Beyond the fact that there seems to be extra security around every airfield within a hundred miles, you'd never guess there'd been a breakout. Professor Zombie doesn't have a lot of known associates to check, but there have been none of the usual pattern of disappearances that happens when she restocks her zombie henchmen. I filed a fluff piece on a hat show that I didn't actually attend and made tracks. How'd you make out? Our contacts at the prison were more than a little nervous about sharing information with me, but I didn't have to resort to hypnosis. There was a diversionary attack on the main gate, and then the walls of Zombie's cell were breached with high explosives. No one is absolutely certain that she was alive, but she was carried away by four or five men who promptly disappeared. Sounds like the Captain Clockwork caper. How far can we get with this before we look into his escape and the genies? Ordinarily, kid, I'd agree with you. But if Professor Zombie was taken by Nazi agents... And why would they do that exactly? They amassed tremendous ancient powers, then modernized and mechanized them. They created armored divisions out of augmented dinosaurs. They've attempted to harvest alien technology. Is it really so hard to believe that they'd start collecting supervillains next? I'd hate to think what would happen if Von Schlitz and Zombie got together. She may be a monster, but she's no Nazi. Still, if they could force her secrets from her... England's been holding out by the skin of their teeth. I don't think they could take an invasion by the living dead. I'm a fool for not thinking of this before. We've been so preoccupied with Archangel's fifth column. If they haven't been able to airlift her out, we may not be too late, but we certainly don't have much time. Yeah, well, we're about to have a lot less. What does that mean? There's a colonel here with your orders. Weston has been doing the 100-yard stall. Ah, where is he? East sitting room. And not the one with the blue curtains. Come on. Let's take Weston off the hook. Not the best timing. Exactly what did you expect? I'm sure he won't frog march me out of the building, Kit. I'm sure of exactly nothing. You know what bothers me still? What? The genie. If the superficial evidence is correct and Professor Zombie and Captain Clockwork were taken by the same forces, then who has the genie? You know what bothers me? What? That this is what bothers you. Here we are. Yes. I'll give you a nickel to run for it. I love you. That's a dirty trick, Gus. I'm sorry to keep you waiting, Colonel. Great Scott! 
Good afternoon. You! Indeed. Who? Where? What in Screaming Blue Heck is going on here? I have orders here for Lieutenant August Fenwick. Orders of a most immediate nature. You're an intelligence officer. So are you. Of a very specific branch. Not to seem unladylike, but if one of you two doesn't start with the explanations, and I mean now... I should be pleased to, Mrs. Fenwick. My name is Colonel Fitzroy. I run an elite unit referred to somewhat colloquially by a handful of people that know we exist as the home team. And as of this moment, I am the Red Panda's commanding officer. You are listening to the Red Panda Adventures from Dakota Ring Theater. Your address for adventure, mystery, and comedy. That must be very interesting for you, Colonel. Tell me, what is the Red Panda really like? Oh, stop it. I suspected you when we first met. It isn't as obvious as I'd supposed. I imagine you throw a low-level hypnotic field when you wear the mask. Make it tough for people to recall just what you look like. Uh, speaking of hypnotic fields, prepare to meet an awful big one. Ah, yes. The Flying Squirrel. Lady reporter, former chauffeur, and pinup girl for every man who ever had a crush on a tomboy who could beat the tar out of him. Your identity was even easier to deduce, but only since I already knew his. As much as I should like to continue to humor your delusions, Fitzroy... It's Colonel Fitzroy, actually, Lieutenant. I thought you'd never get around to joining up, but I've had your name flagged since the war broke out. Just in case. Do you mind my asking what this flag consisted of? It simply meant that you were mine if you enlisted. No one will ever know the significance. There will be no official file, no record of your dual identity. Many men of privilege get to ride out a conflict such as this with comfortable postings and limited duty. As far as any observer will ever know, August Fenwick will simply be one of them. But we will know better, won't we, Red Panda? And if I take my wife's excellent advice and wipe your memory clean? Then I will have no idea why a soft and useless billionaire has been assigned to me and probably have you transferred to an overseas combat unit to amuse myself. And you will lose the opportunity to stop your old foe, Professor Zombie, from becoming an unwitting Nazi tool. Professor Zombie? What do you know about that? Enough to get him started. Unless he is more interested in his mask than his country. This isn't the end of this, Fitzroy. Colonel... Fitzroy, if you are to blend in, you are going to have to learn there's a new social hierarchy of which you are no longer the summit. I don't insist upon salutes, though, when not in mixed company. That is good news. Hey, where does this leave me? Nowhere at all. Apart from a captain in my adjunct office, there are no women on the home team. <laughs> Sounds like a dull team. I expect there will be a certain two-for-one element to this, but you aren't military personnel. I won't try to give you orders, but I anticipate that you will work with his investigations where appropriate. And I don't expect to see any restricted information in the newspaper of yours. I promise nothing. Well, Gus, what do you think? It isn't like he really has a choice. But I would rather you try not to look so sour. You've been doing a fairly competent job keeping Archangel at bay. But we have the tools, information, and team to take him out of the picture once and for all. We've been keeping the country free from threats, foreign and domestic, since before hostilities broke. And the fact that you have never heard of us means we've been doing quite an excellent job. You can enjoy the comforts of home, pursue your own investigations, beat up the occasional purse snatcher if you can find the time. All this and save your country, too. 
Besides, the uniform will look marvelous on you. All right, Colonel. We'll try things your way. Excellent news. The material on Professor Zombie's escape is in the file. You have two days. If you haven't stopped her from being taken to Berlin by then, the next thing we will hear from her will be the arrival of undead Nazi shock troops on our shores. No pressure. Just another day at the office. Good day, Mr. and Mrs. Fenwick. I'll send a staff car around for you on Wednesday morning. I have quite a number of cars, actually. Yes, but no drivers that work for me. One more thing, Lieutenant. Sir? If you can't bring her back alive, make very sure that she's dead. I don't really do that. Remember where you were when you said that. Boss! Boss, you down here? In the lab, squirrel. There you are. Carefully and quietly, just for a moment, if you please. What you doing? Testing explosives. With an eyedropper? Well, there are explosives, and there are explosives. Did you get everything in place? Mm, it took some doing, but we've got agents watching every airstrip bigger than a dirt road, and embarkation point larger than a dock in the Muskokas. That doesn't give us much but duplication with security teams. Mm, the security teams probably don't know what they're looking for. They're there to put a scare into the professor's captors, make them hesitate. It must be working, or they'd already be long gone. I'm not so sure. There may be something else in our favor. Hmm, do tell. It was the explosives that had me wondering. Normally, the concussive shock waves from any explosion strong enough to breach a concrete wall would kill any living being inside the cell. Which is why they weren't really expecting this kind of breakout. You don't get much more than a squishy corpse. Probably not. Fitzroy's files contained a sample of the residue left by the explosives. Enough that I was able to reconstruct it with some help from Dr. Chronopolis. Uh, how is it, Doc? He sends his love. He's getting quite dotty, but he's still brilliant. Here, put on these goggles and step back. I'm going to place a single drop of this fluid on this cement block. Watch. Holy cats! That was a heck of a blast for one drop. It certainly was. But did you see what happened to the block first? Yeah. It, it looked like it was crumbling somehow. Falling apart all on its own before the blast even came. Right. Guess what did that? Acid? No. Magic? Yes. Really? If that was just a guess, it was a good one. Dr. Chronopolis feels certain that this substance uses low-level mystical vibrations to disrupt the molecular bonds in the stone allowing it to be blown apart with much less force. Meaning someone inside the cell could survive the blast it would take to bust him out. Just. Just? So, she was probably hurt? Badly enough that it would take time to prepare her for a cross-Atlantic journey. You know, Archangel isn't a big enough deal to have access to dark magic tech. True. I detect the hand of our old friend von Schlitz in this... Which means that Fitzroy is quite right. If the Nazis were to gain access to Necronium 234... Ain't gonna happen, Gusworth. If they whipped up this explosive special, they know what it can do. Which means they knew she'd need a physician. And what do you do if you can't go to an actual for real doctor? Go to a crime doctor, a disgraced medical man working for the mobs. But if you're not sure that even a crime doctor wouldn't get a sudden attack of patriotism... You'd bring your own, wouldn't you? You really would. 
I think our old friend Silk Silver is about to receive a visit from the Red Panda. Well, Herr Doctor, is your patient finally stable enough to move? I'm afraid not, Herr... Archangel! If you please, Doctor... If you insist upon using a ridiculous codename... You are not the one maintaining a network in enemy territory. For you, it is an easy matter of a few days' travel on forged credentials. Yes. I am seldom more comfortable than when I spend several days in a shack trying to stabilize Dr. von Schlitz's latest prize. Why is it taking so long? The last one was on a plane in less than a day... Did the Führer's pet miscalculate when he sent us the charges? Blasting through prison walls is not an exact science, Archangel. Von Schlitz would not have bothered at all with the promises that have been made of this one's powers not so great. You will find them all that and more, Doctor, but we must move her tonight. We cannot risk another day's delay. And I tell you that the journey would likely kill her, a fate that I should likely share upon landing in Berlin, not a risk I am prepared to take. You have no idea that risk you are taking by waiting. Every moment brings him closer to our door. This red panda of yours? Oh, come, he is but a man. We have taken elite members from the criminal class for interrogation or study from New York, from Paris before the fall, from London. An entire prison camp for meta-powered internees simply vanished from Manchuria. Dr. von Schlitz was dissecting them two days later, and as far as I know, their own government never even bothered to protest. But every time your outfit undertakes the simplest mission, we must endure endless protests about the Great Red Panda. There are those who begin to wonder why that is. Von Schlitz has dealt with him, and that partner of his, he must know. He knows only that on those occasions when he can spare the time from his great work to sink upon this place, he is continually disappointed to learn that your unit is still swatted at every turn by some fool in a mask. England will fall soon. Archangel, and this country, with its vast territory and resources, will be next. When we strike at Canada, it must crumble from within and fall quickly. We must consolidate our prize before the Americans have time to react, and then we will smile and shake hands with the Yankee while we prepare to strike yet again. You think that I don't know all of this? I think you have grown bitter, and it has made you small and weak. I think you have forgotten that you are not an unimportant man thrust far from the center of our plans. All of Germany relies on the work that you are doing now to reach our ultimate goal of bringing peace and unity to the entire world. Thank you, Herr Doctor, but for the moment I am less interested in a pep talk and more interested in getting Professor Zombie in the air where he cannot reach her. Oh, I don't know. We do have aircraft, you know. It's him! It's them, actually. Try this on! Some kind of a rope gun? Can't... can't move. It's one of our new toys. The rope gets tighter the more you struggle against it, Archangel. And what, pray tell, are you smiling at? My men will tear you to pieces. Your men are out cold and trussed up all over this compound. Stay right where you are, Doc. You don't look armed, but I'm prepared to kick your teeth in just on the off chance. You fool! You have failed the Fuhrer for the last time! Actually, it was you who failed him, Herr Doctor. You purchased your credentials from the same source you got them from a year ago when you took Captain Clockwork. That was sloppy. Once we knew who we were looking for, it wasn't hard to trace you here. So Silk Silver is a traitor, is he? Silky is about nine separate traitors in one greasy bathrobe. But yeah, he told on you. Yeah. And now not only have we prevented the rise of Nazi zombie armies, but we have taken a far greater prize. 
You, Doctor. Me? But what about him? Him? Oh, he isn't the real Archangel. What? Archangel doesn't stick his neck out for just anybody. Even if that somebody is a member of Von Schlitz's inner circle, he sent a stand-in. You do think you're clever, don't you? Not really. We've captured Archangel four or five times now. He always smiles, announces he's not Archangel, and tries to blow us to kingdom come, destroying himself in the process. It's why we trust you up when we walked in the door. Do you expect me to talk? Oh, you'll talk all right. Both of you will. I am an officer. You are traveling under forged papers. That makes you a spy. And do you know what we do with spies? What? We give them to other spies. Enjoy. <laughs> Gus, the car's out front. I'll be right out. Have you heard any more about our little friends? The doctor was Dr. Hans Vogel. Pretty highly placed, actually. Didn't say too much before he hung himself. Before he what? I know. That's what we get for deferring to authority. From now on, we do our own interrogations first. But the Nazis won't know what he told us, which is apparently some sort of consolation prize. I don't really follow it myself. Get out here, would you? Talking through this door is a pain. All right. Hold on. Well, will it pass? Fitzroy was right. You do look good. Really? I feel ridiculous. Maybe you could slip on some bright red gauntlets just to feel more natural. Hilarious. What's in the briefcase? Bright red gauntlets. Gus. And the rest of the outfit. I've got no idea what I'm getting into. Insert a quick round of I told you so's here. What about our fake Archangel? He's been rather more useful than he thought he would be. He's never seen the real Archangel, but he and his men had some good intelligence on the network. I'm supposed to be briefed later. Apparently his real name is Simon Quinn. See what you can turn up in the crime files. I'll run it through the morgue of the paper, too. Good. You know... I still say joining up was a boneheaded move of all time. Thank you. But I do like the uniform. And this staying-at-home business doesn't sound all that bad. No. That part has definite possibilities. Your driver's waiting. Any chance my driver outranks a lieutenant? I wouldn't think so. Then let him wait. <laughs> And so concludes another adventure of the Red Panda! This recording and the story, characters, and situations contained therein are the exclusive property of their creator and copyright holder, Greg Taylor, and are produced and distributed by Decoder Ring Theater through arrangement with him. These recordings may not be rebroadcast or redistributed by any means for any reason without express permission. Until next time, when Decoder Ring Theater brings you the further thrilling adventures of Canada's greatest superhero, this is Stephen Burley reminding you DecoderRingTheater.com is your address to adventure! The Red Panda Adventures, episode 62, The Home Team, was written and directed by Greg Taylor with original music by Andrea Lyons and featured the vocal talents of Peter Nichols, Scott Moyle, Christopher Mott, Kevin Robinson, Clarissa Dunederlanden, and Greg Taylor. Until next time, for all of us here, good night. Hello, I'm John Bell of Bells in the Battery, along with my associates, Arnie Kunch. I can introduce myself. Thank you very much. All right. Hi, I'm Arnie Kunchbard. That's it. That's it. And also, do you want me to introduce you, Brad? Well, of course, Mr. Bell. That's your job as host. Thank you, Brad. And I'd like to introduce Brad. Hold it. What? Here's your script. Script? <laughs> well, you got to know what to say. All right. <clears throat> 
And introducing Brad Montworth, a salesman, incomparable public relations expert, and, of course, unrivaled attorney at law. No, come on, you know how to say it, Mr. Bell. Unrivaled attorney, attorney at, at law. law. Oh, Mr. Bell, you shouldn't say those things. You make me blush. Can I do my introduction over again? No. We're here for an important reason. Very important. Indeed. If you think you deserve significant financial compensation, call Brad Motworth, attorney, attorney at law. Oh, boy. At 555-41. No, 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 no. We're here to remind everybody to take steps to avoid the coronavirus. Yeah, don't catch it. Because there's no one you can sue. Wash your hands thoroughly and keep social distancing. What? Social distancing. One more time. Stay about six feet away from everybody else. Right, very good. Oh, I gotta wash my hands thoroughly. I don't wanna get me this corona. Ooh, keep your distance now. Socially. I wanna keep feeling fine, corona. Never gonna stop getting squirts from my Purell. I'm always gonna buy all the toilet paper that they sell. Bye, 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 corona. Bye, corona. Don't get no closer, huh? Beat it, huh? Far enough where I can't see your eyes, Corona. An illness history is not for me. Uh-uh. Don't want to try your COVID on for size, Corona. Never gonna touch. Stay away. My epidermis never wants to be close to where that nasty germ is. Bye, 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 bye. Woo. Fly Corona. Pumpkin pie Corona. Now wait a minute. Goodbye Corona. Good riddance.